Good morning, friends. I'm so excited to share this episode with you today. I had on one of my clients who just finished Deep Healing for the Creative Soul. She went through the whole four-month program, and she has such amazing insights about what she was dealing with beforehand and how when she found this podcast and she started listening to me, she said that she didn't even know what it was like to feel happy anymore. Okay, and I know that some of you will definitely relate to that, so I'm just so excited to be able to share with you, but all of her information will be in the show notes if you want to check out her work. Her artistry is beautiful and so unique, so let's get started, and I hope you guys enjoy. Hey friend, welcome to Deep Healing for Creative Entrepreneurs. My name is Aubrey Barr, and I am a subconscious release technique practitioner and photography business owner. I know you are sick of ending your day feeling overwhelmed and exhausted, and you are seeking a solution to help you feel creatively inspired and actively engaged in your business as well as personal life. In this podcast, we are going to dig into any limiting beliefs or subconscious programs that are keeping you in a space filled with anxiety and stress. This work is not a temporary solution for your life. No. This is a complete transformation. So grab your coffee or tea and let's start you on the road to healing. And let me just say, you can do this, you are worth it, and you are meant to thrive in life and business. So let's dig in. Hello, hello, welcome, welcome. (laughs) This is Ratna Papert. She is a multifaceted artist, a self-portraitist, musician, sculptor, comics creator, and professional creature costume fabricator. You're amazing, Ratna. I am so thankful to have met you and that you're on the podcast today talking about the program Deep Healing for the Creative Soul. Um, We've just had so many amazing conversations and just a, I think, wonderful experience. And so I'm just so humbled that you're here. Um, Why don't you go ahead and say hi real quick? (laughs) Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for the intro and also for for all that you bring because I think it's it's definitely a two-way street and I I think what you see shiny in me is also because of how shiny you are. <laughs> oh, well that Thank you. Yeah, I I always tell people if they they feel like they can't you know, do something or they feel like they don't have any hope. They can take some of mine. They could take some of my shininess, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> you can have some. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, so right off the bat. Sparkles, sparkles to everyone. <laughs> I know. Um, you just have gone through my program. You're still with us, but mm-hmm. you've gone through the program. And um, really, this is the first interview I've done of someone that's gone all the way through it. I've had other people go through, but for some reason, I just haven't had them on my podcast yet. Um, But just as a way of introduction, why don't you tell everybody like how you found me? Cause I don't even really know. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and um, I found your podcast and the, you know, just the title of it, deep healing for the creative soul or, was it creative Creative entrepreneurs yeah okay yeah but um you've used both terms and both of them appealed to me um I'm not specifically an entrepreneur but 
I have made attempts. <laughs> I thought that it would be useful information regardless. And, um, and so I started listening to your podcast. I got um, a lot out of it. And then I went and looked you up and figured out how to, how to connect with you. That is so cool because I think you might be the first person that found me through the podcast instead of other places that I'm at, like whether it's Facebook or just in friend groups where we're also artists, you know, I think you might be the first person, which is really kind of amazing and exciting to me um, that the podcast is worth it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) We're doing good. That's awesome. And so when you're listening to the podcast and I'm going to try to go back in time a bit, if you will, to the Ratna mm-hmm. that you were back in May when we first, when you first contacted me and probably around the same time you started listening, um, what was going on in life that spoke to you? Um, where were you at where you were like, gosh, this is really good content, or this sounds like something that I can relate to or, or learn from? Um, so I, I had already begun some shifts in my life, but I, as you mentioned earlier, I'm an artist in a lot of different ways, but I'd come to this really static kind of drought place. Um, and I was dealing with a lot of grief and I was also, um, I work in, in Hollywood and because of the, the SAG actors strikes and the writer strikes, um, at, the, at that time, it was just the writer striking, but um, uh, my <laughs> my work dried up. And one of the things that I have sometimes used as a sort of crutch for self-esteem is workaholism, and that wasn't available to me. And so I was just like, okay, I guess I got to actually, you know, do the deep inner work that I've been sort of trying to workaholic my way out of. <laughs> What? Um, that is so that it's so true, though. Don't I mean, so many of us do that. We just well, I'm just going to pour myself into this, see what happens yeah. on the other side. And maybe this will already work itself out. Right. That's yeah. Uh, and I mean, there's there's a benefit, I think, to distraction sometimes, you know, when feelings are really intense. Sometimes if we put our attention where we do have movement, you know, sometimes the knots can untangle themselves um but you know i uh i lost my grandmother about a two years ago and i had a lot of familial grief and i had um grief over relationships that had stopped or or shifted form or whatever and i just i felt a lot of fog when i tried to look at my own creative uh work and I I just wasn't tapped into any of (laughs) what brings me joy and um I was somebody who had had not uh, before the pandemic I was playing live music with people maybe two to three times a week and um during the pandemic I didn't play music with people at all and I hadn't I believe when you and I started working together I had not yet begun resuming playing music with people so like all these things that are community and connection were not plugged in or turned on in my life and so I I was in a 
place where my head chatter was pretty unkind and just confusing. And so um, I felt like if I could do the deep work on the inner stuff, then it would help me to branch out into the, the, you know, like if I could be in a community with myself that I could be in a community with other people. Um, yeah. Like if you can't and, handle it on your own, like how are you going to be in a group anymore? <laughs> right. Well, Take care of yourself first. Yeah. I mean, I just, I felt like there were things that I had wanted to focus on and I didn't really have a good map to get through. And so um, one of the phrases you use in your podcast is you can do this. <laughs> Hearing you say that on an, I mean, I probably listened to however many episodes you had available. I listened to before I reached out to you. I am a binger. Wow. Of, <laughs> yeah. Because of, that had to have been like close to 30 or 40, probably something. It, 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 yeah. I listened to a bunch of them. And so hearing that over and over at the top of each episode was kind of like, okay, you know, I don't know what the changes I'm trying to make are, but I know it's possible. And somebody who doesn't even know me yet um, <laughs> believes that I can do this. And and the amount of confidence that you had in that. And, it, you know, it, it felt like you probably had that confidence in part because you've worked with other people and seen them make changes as well. So I was like, okay, if other people can do it, I can too. So Absolutely. I reached out to you. And, and so many people too um, feel the way you felt at that time. So many people do, you know, the brain fog and just, you know, a disconnection from their creativity. You know, that's mm -hmm. a big one. Creative blocks. We use that term a lot or just like yeah. we're working. And you couldn't anymore. So <laughs> mm -hmm. a little break there. But yeah, I mean, so many people can relate to that. And in those times, the thing, and this is what I always work on. And that's why I have a podcast is because it's like, in those times, I can clearly see like, okay, something's going on here. Let's work on it. But a lot of people don't connect them. They don't, they don't connect the dots between what's going on internally and how it's showing up in their work or their creativity or their intuition and so a lot of times they need that connection, which I hope I do through the podcast. Um, so they could even figure out that there might be like a roadmap for this. There might be a blueprint here that I can follow. You know, there might be a course that I could take that could just help me move in that direction. And in the meantime, also understand what's going on and why it's showing up that way. So I love yeah. it. Well, and I mean, I know we'll talk about this more, but your modality and the various ones that you bring together in this are really different from most of the things I've explored before. And, um, you know, the, the places where there's crossover with stuff I've explored before, it's just you're offering more angles of some of those things. And, and so, um, yeah, I, another phrase again, which we may talk about more is, um, which came up for me later on in the process, because I wanted to intellectualize everything we were doing. <laughs> it's not that kind of process. Um, uh, you used the phrase, trust the process. And that for me has, has come up again and again in a really positive way, um, just in terms of um, making making the space to try new things or to look at old things through a new lens 
um, and without trying to, you know, strategize or, or plan out the whole, the whole cycle trajectory of, of how it's going to go. Yeah. I you mean, know, because releasing of, control. Yeah. We can get lost in those, especially if we don't yeah. have that roadmap map or those details, like we don't know how to do it. We can definitely get lost in those and just have a, almost a fear response and just kind of stay there. Right. And never get the help. Yeah. We need. And I feel like a lot of yeah. people um, do that as well. Um, oh, I love it. I love hearing about all this. And so tell everybody, like, when you first talked to me and you were thinking about doing the program, like, did you have any things that were keeping you from committing or any hesitancies or how did that feel? Like, were you like, hot dang, <laughs> I'm going to do this? Or were you like, I have no idea what I'm doing right now? <laughs> well, I mean, a, a couple different things came up for me. Um you know, I, I did have sort of a tug of war between, wow, this sounds really like, you know, at least in the words that we've used to describe it, this sounds like what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So that was very present for me. And then there was a little gremlin of what if it isn't, <laughs> you know, and, and it, it, it was an investment in myself to take that leap of faith. And, and one of the things that I ended up coming to in my own thoughts about it was just that even if working together didn't do all the things you said it was going to do, my willingness to do it was a powerful message of self-love to myself that I needed to hear. You know, my willingness to say, okay, I believe that, <laughs> ooh, okay, this feels emotional. Um, I believe that I'm worth redemption. Like that word redemption feels very yeah. big to me, but you know, I was, I was experiencing a lot of emotional pain at the time. And, and so um, just being willing to allocate those resources and give them to myself and was so important. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I, I'm glad oh, I, I did. <laughs> I love that you came at it from that angle because it's it's so hard for so many of us to do that. I mean, we're talking about an investment, you know, mm -hmm. and you do have to trust the process, right? Like you're signing up for it and you got to put the work in on your end. But at the same time, you have to feel worthy of that, right? Yeah. And, and I think... You know, and I was sort of on the tipping point edge between feeling worthy and not feeling worthy. Yeah. And so yeah. that was sort of where I was. Which I love that you're bringing that up because I feel like so many people are there already. They're like, okay, I could do something for myself that's going to help me long term with this instead of doing some quick fixes today. I'm going to do something that can, you know, do all these things for me long term where I could just see things differently. I can recover from some of this grief or guilt or shame. And that in itself is already daunting, right? And then you pour yeah. in, okay, well, I'm going to have to spend money on it or I'm going to have to uh, also invest time, right? There's a time component. 
Uh, it's not too much. It's like maybe an hour a week plus a group session if you can, but uh, that's an investment too. It's taking you away mm-hmm. from work or from whatever. And so I love that you brought that up. And and I just want to acknowledge that that's so powerful that you were at that crossroads and you said, you know what? I am worth it. I am going to try this. I'm going to put my heart into it. And that's how you came across as a, you know, quote, student of mine mm-hmm. is that you did put your heart into it. You know, you had questions or if you had concerns or if you wondered how something could connect this way, like you brought it to me and we discussed it and we kept working on it. And so a lot of people, though, when they're faced in that crossroads, they're just that they're going to let that fear take them over. And they're going to let all those old programs about who, you know, they're supposed to be in and how they're supposed to spend their money and how they're supposed to spend their time and whether or not they're worthy of these things. Like they're going to let those take over and they're going to say no, and they're going to walk away. And so I love working with people like you that, that we're at that stage where you're like, you know what? I got to freaking do this. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the supposed to thought, you know, like, Mm there were several other things I was considering right around the same time. And some of them were just about like, you know, how to build a teaching course based on your creative ideas or whatever. And I was just like, I'm not ready for that. You know, I need a foundation that is really deeply solid in me before I'm ready to monetize or optimize or like all of these um, things to be, I felt because of external circumstances, I should be, should be focusing on. And I just, I, I recognized that whatever I did on the outside would just be spinning my wheels if I didn't figure out how to attach a motor to it, you know, like, and, and, you know, I knew that one of the things that was disconnecting me from my own creative power and from um, my sense of being able to belong in the various different communities that I'm a part of had to do with not trusting myself and, and a lot of internal grief and guilt and shame and stuff like that. And, and so um, for years I'd, I'd, had this vision of myself as being this vessel that had gotten more and more filled up with regret and filled up with other people's stuff and I just felt like it was so full and it was so heavy and I I when you in your podcast you mentioned the subconscious release release technique and I just thought if that's real I want it yeah And is it real? <laughs> you know what? I I have experienced benefit from it. So if it's not real, then I've gotten a really great placebo. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah, I, it was definitely cool. this process of switching from from trying to understand it all really intellectually. And that was like working with you on that process was where the phrase trust the process came in Um, because you know we would I I would think I needed to tell you all the details about you know what each program or word meant to me and like here's the story behind that and 
I think at the beginning, it was kind of important that I did so yeah. because that built a bridge between my really thinky way of approaching things to this more intuitive way. Um, and as I started to receive the releases from through, you know, the more talky way, then I was also able to to shift into a more, oh, okay, this is how what she's bringing works. And I was able to receive that more and in a way that felt less, I don't know that this is exactly the right word, but defended is kind of the word that's coming oh, up. Oh, yes. Like you know, like my intellect has kind yeah. of been a defense. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to be smart enough to make it all work out just right. And this is definitely a, a process of letting go, you know, yeah. intentionally letting go. And and so some of the letting go is my ideas about how healing happens. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and, and all of us, I I do that too. I'm very intellectual with a lot of things. And, you know, you think everything has to be so difficult because if it was so easy, then why would we all still be suffering with these things? Why would we carry these traumas from our childhood or, you know, anything if it was, if it was really easy. And, and for me, I feel like a lot of people just don't have um, those tools. You know, they Mm -hmm. just don't, they don't have them. We have to teach people to have them. We have to, you know, reach as many people as we can so that they can move forward through that. But yeah, that intellectual side will be like, well, how come, you know, this and how come that, and how come all these people are suffering, right? Because especially as we do this work, it's starts to become easier to see Mm -hmm. how many people are really just kind of suffering in their own self trauma and their own stuff. You know, it just becomes more obvious. I'm sure you, I'm sure you can attest to that, like your interactions with people or, you know, if they get defensive over something and you're like, oh, you know, that they have something going on that they're feeling a little defensive about, you know, it's just mm-hmm. funny how it kind of opens the door to a deeper understanding of how people work, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I, love I love it. And so let me ask you, like what you did this whole 16 weeks just about and what mm-hmm. are some of the the biggest changes um that you noticed or um what was the, your biggest takeaway i guess well or it could be i think i think what i'm about to say could lead into that biggest takeaway oh, okay. cuz i noticed in our last group session together that when we were doing some of the releases you know i had a few tears starting to come up And what I notice is that, you know, in that moment, there was a bit of a tear that wanted to show up. And then we went on to the next release and it wasn't there. Like it's, it's, you know, I'm not um, mired in the emotions. I'm not, you know, the emotions come up or not. And, and the releases happen really quickly now. Um, a lot of people may not know what you mean by that. So tell us how it sure. used to kind of. Sure. Um, so uh, in in the subconscious release technique that Aubrey does, um, there's, well, we will talk a bit at the beginning to just sort of figure out what what's active on any given day. Um, and uh and then from that conversation, she'll pick out words that I, 
this is my translation of your process. <laughs> no, so I don't know if it's accurate. It. I like um, it. <laughs> yeah. So she'll pick out words that have resonance um, and, and, you know, as programs that we're just sort of living by and, um, or not living by. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, you know, so there was one for me that stood out pretty strongly where um, I had intellectually wanted to use the word misunderstood or, or misspoke or something like that. And the word that came up for Aubrey was liar. <laughs> and I had so much resistance to that word in terms of, um, of feeling into the places where, um, where I haven't told the truth. And, and I'm somebody who often needs to process stuff a little bit before I'm able to understand fully what I'm feeling and, and express it. Um, and sometimes I've had the perception of myself that I'm lying if I'm not able to access that right away. And so that was a, that was a charged word for me. And in the yes. work we were doing, like, I wasn't able in that session yeah. to release yeah. that, that word. Um, but to and be then, clear, we were at the end of the session too. So it's already a lot of stuff that we had, you know, worked on. So well, was- and I had been dealing with a week or more of sciatic pain that, it, so there were a lot of things coming up that were, were really intense. Um, and I just wasn't ready to face the boss level as they say in video games. <laughs> <laughs> of of that particular thing but what I found was that I mean you kind of mentioned this earlier in this conversation that um uh the this I lost my train of thought but um the thing that I wasn't able to release then turned into a really fruitful thing to be able to explore it was yes. um you know, that has become kind of a touch point actually for both trust and success, I mm. think, for, for this process. Because, um, you know, I was able to, to get a lot of learning from both why I said no, but also there was trust generated in me and in me of Aub- Aubrey um, for her respecting that energetically I said no even though in my words I was like yeah we can continue yeah she was was like she was like no we can do it and I was like no we can't can't." um yeah (laughs) cross zoom yeah and it it just it allowed me to trust that we weren't going to go faster than I felt safe to go yeah um and it allowed me to trust that it was okay for me to say no if I wasn't ready for something like, you know, and, and that's a longstanding communication habit of like, you know, cooperate, go along with things, people, please, all of that stuff. That's stuff I'm, I've done a lot of work on, but it still shows up. And, um, you know, there was this sense in me that, well, you know, I want to make the most of this opportunity and of the work that we're doing. And so I wanted to, to say yes to as much as possible, but 
I was really grateful that that she felt that I was <laughs> expressing a no, even if I wasn't fully yeah, aware. I mean, that's the part of me that uses my intuition. That's how mm-hmm. I came up with the word that you didn't even say. <laughs> I came up with the word and then I felt it and it it said, no, not right now. And I said, you know what? We'll just put it on the list for our next session. We Because we have group sessions, but we also have the one-on-one Um, so I'm like, we'll just revisit it. But the next time we got on the call, um, for your one-on-one session, it was ready and we, and we got a lot of work done. Um, so it was super quick. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the other thing with that is like, yeah, we have to learn to break old patterns. I mean, we're human. We've been doing something the same way for, I don't know how many decades, right. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's always good to learn one, feel safe but also learn how to trust that process and be okay with the ebbs and flows of how it has to come and, and how we have to heal because we're all different. So that's you connecting to your intuition as well, Mm -hmm. which I love. And I, I absolutely have that part of the program because I find that it's so important, especially as artists that we learn to connect more to our intuition and listen more to that instead of letting those fear stories and the lies you know, kind of cloud our judgment and our idea of things, you know, in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, one of the things also about that particular word was that I had a lot of judgments about myself around that word that Aubrey didn't necessarily have about me, you know? And so in, in my mind, like stepping into the places where that word is accurate as a description for me, um, you know, I was projecting and imagining that, you know, oh, well, if, if I accept that this is true of me in certain areas, then, then Aubrey's going to think this and this and this and this about me, which are things I have been thinking about me, but not necessarily where she's coming from. (laughs) And uh, I mean, one other side thing is that my, my work that I do for a living is, as a costume fabricator and the word fabricator also means liar and that has sort of rankled with me for years because before I got into doing that kind of work I did all these really self-expressive exploratory comics where I was writing and drawing um, and exploring really deeply and then I started doing the work as a fabricator and I had to sign all these non-disclosure agreements. And so the shift from being very like as honest as possible to being somebody who is contractually obligated to hold privacy yeah. um, and combined with the word fabricator has just been a weird kind of thing that I I also wanted help to shift too. like my relationship between my personal art and my professional art is is sometimes a painful divide and so I feel like the work that we've done in this um, program has helped me with that as well yeah I feel like a lot of artists relate to that there's so many that are like well I I got into it I started doing my own thing out of a hobby because I just love to create and then, you know, we 
unfortunately, we all have to make money somehow. We all have to, you know, explore different options for us. And so people who go into it themselves, either through business or as a contractor or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we get just overwhelmed with it. Well, now you got to do it this way. And we're like, we don't like to do it that way. (laughs) We like doing it this way. There's just so many ways that that comes up as um, a block for a lot of people because of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I really, yeah, I really appreciate that you said that. Um, so yeah, man, this is so good. And how did you feel about, I know I don't want to put words in your mouth, <laughs> but how did you feel about the group sessions? Cause this is one thing that I didn't know I was going to do. I did mm-hmm. it. it started out slow where people were like, well, I can't come. That's okay. It's there if you need it. And it kind of blossomed into something bigger. So can you speak a little bit about what those group sessions are like for you? And yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, the, I, it's interesting because this is the first, um, somewhat on, I mean, it's online. That's how we interact. Um, this is the first online program where I've really committed to connecting with the group process. You know, there have been other things where I was like, oh, I'm going to do this writer's thing, but I'm not going to post anything or whatever. Um, and this one, you know, I showed up for all of the, all of the group um, uh, sessions and I really liked the rhythm that developed and I liked how in in each one that I've attended it has become collaborative in the ways that you know one person will say hey I'm dealing with this and another person will say hey I'm dealing with this and then we'll see connections between all the things we're dealing with. And I feel like each of us contributing allows the whole exploration to go deeper. And, and, um, you know, there are things that other people say that remind me of, Oh yeah, that's actually something I'm dealing with. And, um, and it's just, I mean, this word gets used a lot in corporate stuff, but the word synergy where where the, all the different parts add up to more than the sum of each individual part added together. And so yeah. there's the energy of, of the group is it really feels um, exciting and inspiring and, and growing. Um, it's really it's neat to see other members growing in the time that I've participated in, in the group with them. Um, and it's, it, it went from something that I, I felt anxious about having to do <laughs> to, <laughs> to being something I really look forward to. And I, I've, I've been really grateful to get to participate in, in a way that, um, you know, sometimes group situations can be a little weird, but it feels more similar to music for me where everybody's there for the same purpose, but we're each bringing our own harmony to it. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, it's just really beautiful the way that, that, um, that the conversations evolve and they all seem to really 
I don't feel like we have jangly conversations or like um, moments where it's like, this is out of tune. Yeah. <laughs> it's really like, yeah. It, it has a flow to it. It, yeah. it, has, it has a flow. And, you know, I mean, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. I didn't want to go there and say, this is what we're talking about today. But we all came with our own things. And it feels like we just um, are able to have those conversations openly and feed each other and inspire each other. And then still we have the last part of the hour to do some clearings, like things we've picked up on to help release a lot of that energy of whatever's going on that week for you or for them or whatever. It's family stuff. It's work stuff. It's just creative stuff, you know, all sorts. Yeah. Just every head and heart stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's been amazing for me. I mean, like you said, I, I've never got anxious about it. I mean, after the first few, I was like, oh, this is actually just organically great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything. No, I am working, but it's uh it's a beautiful experience. And I think that has been one of the coolest things about using my intuition to create this program because it was not on my plate in the beginning. I was not gonna do that. There's a lot of things, and I'm sure people who are listening can relate to this. There's a lot of things that you may not bring up in group but you're going to want to bring up in a one-to-one session and oh, there's everybody feels that way. Everybody has something that they're like, eh, I'd like to tackle that when it's just me and Aubrey or whatever. But in the group, it's really nice because we get to kind of flow in and go a little bit deeper and everything. Um, and you still get that one-on-one time by yourself where you absolutely have something that is maybe a little bit deeper or something you don't want to talk about to everybody. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So it provides a nice, like give and take in all sorts of ways. Um, but it is, it's just like so inspiring every week. I just, I just absolutely love it. I love having your energy there. Um, I love having your perspective. You have an amazing perspective. You have amazing metaphors. You have, <laughs> you have all these things that I'm like, that is so cool. Um, and I got to even see some of your work as, you know, I love to take pictures of myself. Okay. It's weird. Whatever. I love self-portraits. I love to display myself in the ways that I see me and not so much what everyone else may see. And you do that through your art too, by drawing. Mm -hmm. And so you've shared even in the groups or just as with our time together, you've shared a lot of beautiful self-portraits that came to you as part of, you know, the healing process. Like I'm going through this. And after I was able to release it, I decided to draw this or, you know, whatever to help you kind of release a lot of that. So do you want to say anything about that experience or? Sure. Always love yeah. to draw. So. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah, for, for me, the self-portraits, um, this is something uh, a friend and former partner of mine used to say, which was that um, my creativity is how I talk to my inner self. And so, or how I communicate with my inner self, not just talking at, um, uh, it's part of how I listen as well. And, um, so for me with the self portraits, I will take a ton of reference photos anytime I'm feeling anything. So if it's a a crying day, (laughs) time to, (laughs) time to be a star, (laughs) Um, But, you know, I remember that former partner, we were, we were having a rough time and, you know, I was angry crying at him and he said, do you want me to take a picture of you? 
<laughs> and it was just like it felt like such a moment of understanding and love even though we were having a conflict um but what I'll do then is that sometimes I'm in an emotional place where I don't really know what I'm feeling somehow I'm thumbs upping this because uh, I'm playing with my hands um, <laughs> uh thanks zoom <laughs> um but sometimes I'll be in an emotional place where I'm not sure what I'm feeling. And so I'll go back and I'll look through the reference photos and I'll find one that looks like how I think I'm feeling or how I'm feeling. Um, and then I'll start using it to draw from. And so what that provides me with is being with the feeling but also stepping back from it and looking at a past version of what might have been that feeling and then stepping back even further because I'm drawing a picture of that. And so I might be hanging out with a feeling that I typically avoid and that's kind of scary to me, but I'm doing it with enough um, distance, but focused attention that it, that, it starts to become familiar in a safer way, like with boundaries, um, yeah. you know, it, it starts to feel um, more beautiful to me, even if it's an emotion that I think is, you know, I don't want other people to see because they might think it's ugly. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it becomes, um, you know, sometimes it just becomes about mark making because my hair is an interesting bunch of textures that I can spend a lot of time doing calligraphy to draw. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, it's, it's a way of spending time with, with parts of myself that I, I don't always give attention to. And, you know, it's great when I do that. There are times when I absolutely refuse to pay attention to myself and instead, you know, how can I distract myself with the internet instead? And, and so um, I hadn't been doing very much in the way of self-portraits over the past year um, or two even. Um, some of this did have to do with the grieving over the loss of my grandmother. Um, but you know, I'd done maybe two or three self-portraits and that was it over two years. And that didn't feel like <laughs> a, a adequate nutrition. <laughs> um, and um, I, I'm through the work that we were doing together and have done together, I'm remembering that it's safe to lean in and pay attention. I'm remembering that it's safe to show up and um and I, I do feel like my creativity, not just in terms of self-portraits, but other explorations and other communications with, with myself and with things that um, have been dreams for me that I've wanted to do, but put on the back burner, you know, I've been reconnecting with those as well. I've been um, digging out all my old projects that aren't finished and looking at them and realizing that rather than seeing it as a sign of failure or like, Oh, I never finished anything. I've been looking at these and falling in love with them and going, these are so great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everybody needs that back in their lives because we mm -hmm. all have stuff like that where we just, and, and that's the thing is like subconsciously we're going to be like, well, 
you know, you quit or you didn't do good on that one or you failed, right? Oh, that is, that's really powerful to be able to look back on those without your subconscious blocking you from seeing the beauty in it. That's amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, this is awesome. I, we talk so much anymore that it's like so easy to talk. <laughs> it's so easy. Yeah, to I'm glad of it with you. Um, but since it's going to be a podcast episode and everybody's used to me having shorter episodes, um, we're going to leave with just one other question. Um, or, and you can share whatever else you want in closing, like, um, whatever you think comes to you. But if you're, if somebody's listening to this and they're feeling that hesitancy, you know, I mean, so many blocks, not feeling safe in their own life, feeling fear about maybe tackling a bigger thing that they have going on. Like they know they're in a maybe depression or anxiety cycle. Like if they're listening to this and they're relating to you and what you have going on and, and how far you've come, um, what would you say to them to encourage them to trust the process or try something that maybe they didn't have on their radar um, just to get over that fear? Like what, what, what kind of advice would you give to them? Well, um, (laughs) there was a time when I couldn't remember what happiness looked like for me. And the, the thing that I started to steer towards was curiosity. Um, and, and that became, you know, if, if anybody wants to look on Instagram, curiosity draws me is my Instagram handle. And I chose it partly because I do self portraits, but partly because it drew me out of depression and it drew me into exploring things that made my life bigger. Um, that's really, I think, the the biggest gift of that. You know, my curiosity about hmm, what's this podcast about <laughs> drew me to Aubrey, and and my curiosity about just you know, I was going through a breakup, and I thought, hmm, I'm curious about what it would be like to be a tap dancer. So I took tap dancing for nine months, um, and and you know, everybody's curiosity is unique to them. So I wouldn't say that that. Um, you know, my, my answers are going to be somebody else's answers, but I would say that curiosity is a great place to start. If, if anybody's feeling overwhelmed, you know, shifting their focus to a place where they do feel curiosity is shifting to a place of receptivity, you know, a place where there actually is room to take in something new. Um, And you know, some of the things that I found through curiosity are that, you know, it, it can lead to joy. It can lead to, um, I bought a banjo out of curiosity and it's, it's been such a, I, a yeah, I think that's so relatable. There, and I want to say like, there's something I always say, and it's, I never say it the way I think I'm saying it. So hopefully I get it right, but there's a lot more emotion there than what I usually say, but Um, if you don't have faith in something, you just can't have that faith, then have hope, right? Because hope is going to be like that next step down. And now I would say, if you can't have hope, maybe you can have curiosity, right? Like maybe you'll start at curiosity and let's explore that. Like, where would that go? You know, where would I be in five years if I started to really tackle 
you know, some of these things going on in my head or whatever. I love mm-hmm. that. Like, do you see how that works? Cause it's just me. That totally <laughs> works. <laughs> I love it. And yes, um, I will put in the show notes, I will put your Instagram. I will put your, anything that you have that you want to share with people where they can, they can see your work or they can, um, you know, get to know you. That would be totally cool. We'll put it in the show notes. And um, what's the other thing I was going to say? And you're going to send me a self-portrait to share, right? I will. Yep. That'll be <laughs> um, I participated in Inktober a couple of years and Inktober is just for the month of October, doing a drawing each day based on a, a word prompt. Um, and, and since self-portraits are kind of my go-to, uh, I did self-portrait drawings based on word prompts. And so uh, I will be sharing one of those. <laughs> I feel like I should do that with pictures in October. I'm it's to get fun. It's fun having a word to sort of anchor an idea because, I, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, with the whole possibility of making anything in the world, that can be really daunting. And so Absolutely. maybe I would just also say for advice for any other creatives that if you can't go bigger, go smaller. Like if, if, if what you're trying to do feels too overwhelming, like find, um, I'm quoting an author named Barbara Sher, but find the smallest part of it that you'd actually be willing to do. Oh, I love it. I love that. That's beautiful. I'm sure that'll speak to people. Um, well, thank you so much for being here and sharing. And, you know, I know it's not an easy topic. It's like, Hey, you know, at some point I was suffering with these things, right? So it's not easy to share. And so I really want to, um, just thank you very humbly that you not only put your whole heart into this process and you trusted it, but also at the end of it, that you're willing to share with others that, you know, there's some hope there, right? And I just love that. I just love your personality. I love having you in the group and you've just, you've taught me things. So I really appreciate you. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate you too. And it's it's my absolute pleasure to get to share with you in this way and, and I, to move from a place where I felt like I didn't have anything to offer to a place where the only thing that shifted is internal and everything shifted. <laughs> I feel like that should be a quote. Well, I said it. So it's a quote now. (laughs) You can quote me on that. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I sincerely hope that you guys enjoyed that. I had so much fun with her. So I will leave her information in the show notes. And if you're interested in applying to become part of our program, Deep Healing for the Creative Soul, I will put that in the show notes as well. We have another group starting in about two weeks. So I would love to have you a part of that so you can see these transformations in your own life. All right, guys, have a beautiful week. We will talk later. Bye. I hope this podcast spoke to you in some way. If it did, please go ahead and leave me a review and subscribe so that I know you're enjoying what you hear. And further, if you know somebody else who owns their own creative business and struggles with anything that we spoke about, please pass this on because it is my hope that we will be able to build a community of like-minded individuals who love on each other and appreciate the many facets that make our creative business so unique. 
And lastly, check out the show notes to find my free Facebook community and other useful links to work with me. All right, friend. See you soon.